captured from your camera It's like a knife held in your hand What you mad about? I don't know and I don't give a damn Break the rules because I can Let everybody see their future here in me Just watch the wheel go round I'll cheer as you go down Wednesday, the 7th of November, 2012. My name's Garen Thomas. And I'm Simon Payne. And you're listening to episode 22 of Errand of Mercy. Yes, we can. Four, four more years. Four, four more, more years. years. Four hours sleep. Four, four hours sleep. See, yeah. I made the intelligent decision of going to bed and then finding out what the information was in the morning. I I had assumed that if Mitt, Mitt Romney had won the election, I just wouldn't wake up. Yeah, because we'd have all been killed in a nuclear hellfire, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that, that England is probably first on his list because old grudges from the Independence Day onwards. Um, I didn't make the good decision. I have an American friend, um, and she hosted an election party, and I stayed up... Um, through the results until he def- until Obama had definitely won. And then we kept going. Um, of course, unfortunately, Romney refused to concede for like a couple of hours. And then Obama took about an hour to make a speech. So I ended up getting back to my flat at 8 a.m. this morning. And uh, wow. yeah, so I, I'm pretty, I'm fucked up on politics and sleep deprivation right now. <laughs> Off my tits on politics. Yeah, exactly. That's nice. what I'm. That's how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> but you know, I feel even though I might not be at the top of my game, we've got to go ahead with the show. 
Barack Obama taught me something last night. He taught me that you've got to have hope. You know, you've got to believe in yourself and you've got to believe that the competition will be so incompetent that there's no way you can't succeed. Is Was that the was that the end result? Because like these guys were essentially rigging voting machines, weren't they? Yeah, that did that did kind of happen. Uh, um, uh, well, allegedly it's not uh, been proven, but, yeah. but there is videos of, of voting machines only counting votes for people who aren't a Barack Obama. Yeah, but still, you know, he pulled it out of the bag, you know. We got four more years of a slightly mediocre president. Well, that's fine because <laughs> you know it's either a, a, a mediocre president or Darth Vader. Exactly. Well, someone said this at the party last night. Like when Barack Obama won the first time, we were all so hyped up because we were like, "Yeah, everything's going to change." You know, we're looking forward. You know, the future's going to be great. Yeah. Now it's not so much kind of joy; it's just relief. Yeah. It's desperate relief. That yeah. we don't have Mitt Romney ruling the world now. John Everyman versus the ultimate evil. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, I mean, Mitt Romney was the bad guy from every 80s film. It's true. So He was. In fact, I'm pretty sure there's videos of him smoking a cigar and laughing at poor people. Just <laughs> yeah, he, he did. He did do that. Um, but luckily, Batman ran against him for the mayor of Gotham City. So. <laughs> exactly, like the Penguin. Yeah, that's the joke I was making. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like the Penguin. It's it's joke. like the Penguin. Yeah, that's the it's joke. like the Penguin. Do you remember the Penguin from Batman? It's like that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks for um, clarifying that. So yeah, no, I had a good I had a good election party. I went in there like if I'm going to watch an election, I assume I'm going to watch it on the BBC and I'm going to see David Dimbleby do it. Like yeah. that's just how elections work for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. David Dimbleby calls in the results, and you know, no matter how terrible they are, his wholesome voice calms everything down. Yeah. But um, as we were at an American person's house, and it wasn't an American election, we decided to sample some sort of American and international news channels. Um, they have Sky, which is nice. Um, so we didn't watch the BBC. Um, we tried a few other things. In the end, we mostly stuck to CNN. Um, they mm. seem to have most sort of just straightforward facts going on. Yeah. Um, lots of graphics. There was kind of like brass eye levels of graphics going on. <laughs> graphics that interacted with other graphics yeah. in ways that made it very difficult to tell what the truth was. Pretty much, yeah. There was there was like a guy with there was a guy who had a couple of touch screens and they had like some. Um, uh, what was that film with Tom Cruise where he Minority Report? There was like a my, big Minority Report style screen with results coming up on it. It was kind of awesome. Um, but, you know, we watched some other channels as well. So like, rather than just focus on the election, I kind of thought I'd just like to tell you a bit about the uh, the election coverage I watched last night. Was it was it by any chance unbiased or was it was it that special kind of bias that only American news networks can do? Well, you know, I, I watched one channel that it promised unbiased news. It, it told me that they'd report and um, and we'd decide what the results were. Um, we watched Fox News for a bit. How's um, that? It was interesting. Um, Fox News, as far as I can tell, is staffed entirely by slightly unconvincing robots. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy, isn't it? It yeah. really is. Like, the people on it aren't quite people. 
Yeah, I know. I think it comes from. I think they they try to do some kind of like received pronunciation thing, like the BBC did back in like the seventies. Yeah, some but, odd accents and just odd looks, like yeah. body parts not quite in the right places. Yeah. Like a man with a reasonably proportioned head but gigantic ears. <laughs> like they've all been assembled from like bits and pieces of other yeah. newsreaders. There, there was a woman with like an upside down mouth. That was one of the big things of the night. She had like a mouth on, but it was constantly scowling because it was the wrong way around. Um, <laughs> so and they you're, all... you're saying that, that like Fox News is ran by the Reapers. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's pretty much like it's it's run by some sort of crazy alien robot race. I haven't quite worked out how to put people together properly yet. They just kind of mash bits together and hope it works. Yeah, and they've all got like hair, like Lego hair. Just yeah. like, not hair, just solid lumps of hair that look like they click onto their heads. It's very <laughs> uns- deeply unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. Deeply, deeply unsettling. So um, we watched some of that. It was it was kind of funny watching, you know, as they slowly lost the election. Basically, Fox News in the end had, had, had to have an argument with itself. Because, <laughs> like, the statisticians they had in the back office were like, yeah, well, there's no way... Um, Romney can win Ohio now, so Obama's won the election. We'll say that we're calling it for Obama. And Carl Rove was there, and he was like, no, no, I don't believe it. And he kind of got into a big argument. They had to send someone, like, backstage to ask for ask for statisticians. And they were like, no, there is no way he's right. So it's just like a fight between different people who worked for Fox News about how badly Romney had lost. I think it's funny because, like, you're you're dealing with a with a news station which its bread and butter essentially is is shaping news so yeah. it fits to a news story but yeah. when the facts absolutely say one thing it's quite interesting to watch everything slowly come apart at the seams yeah because they just don't they can't quite work out how to deal with the fact that they've got facts and they they've they're their own facts you know it's not someone else's facts like they've come up with these (laughs) and even those are saying that they're wrong (laughs) um so yeah fox news was special there were lots of things like constant like the news was constantly on alert there was a constant ticker going along telling us that there was an alert the alert being we should know the results of the election in another two hours you know (laughs) a two-hour alert yeah amber amber to puce alert I think that is. But, I mean, bear in mind, I, I was watching the news for about nine hours last yeah. night, and it was on alert constantly. <laughs> <laughs> we watched PBS. That is a tedious, tedious channel, I've got to is say. They don't, ha- they, don't go, they don't have graphics. Like, don't they? Really? We're kind of in my, like, I don't know, kind of public broadcasting system. I always assumed PBS was like the American BBC. Yeah. But, like, whereas the BBC occasionally has fun with stuff. Yeah don't think they can afford fun <laughs> it's like four people sat at a desk with like um with just folders talking like wow no graphics i think they had a tv screen it was it was very low rent a fuzzy like a fuzzy 1980s tv screen yeah, it was kind of like, I mean, that was it. It was kind of like, you kind of, you know, I bet this flew when you guys did like the 1980 election. But right, right now, I think you're a bit behind your game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, they weren't doing the election right. Um, and I think honourable mention of the night goes to um, not uh, an American news station. As I said, we kind of had international sampling and um, we checked out um, 
Ch- uh, Indian news and Chinese news and yeah. French news. But honourable re- mention has to go to our old friends at Russia Today. I was hoping you were going to say that. Russia Today has the craziest news system in the world. <laughs> like they, well, first off, they hadn't updated their like their program guide. So on Sky, it was just showing what would have been on if this were just a normal Tuesday. Yeah. So, so that was already a bit odd. Nice. Uh, the Russia Today logo, if you know, is like bright neon green. Yeah, with, with was it RT? Is it R- RT it. black on neon green? Yeah, which doesn't match with anything on Earth. <laughs> um, <laughs> so obviously their studio was like red and blue for the US election, which meant that everything was clashing and it was the most painful thing to look at. <laughs> they had graphics that were ending up on top of their own graphics to <laughs> see what was going on um and like they couldn't get any actual candidates or anything like that in so they, they were very heavy on the third party candidates um, yeah. rocky anderson um who was awesome i've got to say he's like i can't remember the justice party or something he was actually like a really awesome dude yeah um, had jill stein from the greens and it was like so what do you think your chances are and they're like yeah we we have no chances do you like do you know anything about american politics <laughs> why have you brought us into the studio <laughs> um but like just a way that Russia today presents itself is mental. Yeah. Like it's basically it like as we discussed, Russia today's big on conspiracy theories. Yeah. Um, and so their adverts themselves are just showing clips of like American TV stations and like uh, te- words in like terrible fonts. Like someone's just typed up a PowerPoint presentation in like Times New Roman. Yeah. The American media is controlled by special interests. You, there are two sides to every story. Russia Today gives you the other side. And then like a woman, like all, all of their presenters are like ridiculously attractive women in high heels. Um, and then, like, a conspiracy theory in and of itself. Yeah, and so a woman then walks in in like these massive stiletto heels, holding a lump hammer, and smashes a TV with like Fox News on it. And then it just goes Russia today. Really? That's yeah. that's genuinely what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Their election coverage started with a fake, like a a, a construct of a boxing match between Barack Obama and Mitt Romney. <laughs> so they had like a black guy and a white guy dressed up as boxers just about to punch each other. And then it was like, US election night. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are doing it right. <laughs> they're doing it so right. I don't know what it is, but they're doing it right. Oh, obviously, because it's Russia today, they're Russians kind of speaking in that strange, not quite American, American accents that yeah. Russians do. Yeah. When, when Russians speak English, they never speak English They in a Russian accent. They speak it in a strange American accent. Yeah. yeah. They come up, that's already a bit off-putting. And, like, the way they kind of, like, we're, you know, the, the polls may have only just closed, but we're already calling it. And it's like, oh, that's a bit risky. <laughs> and then they bring up a terrible Photoshop of Barack Obama with Mitt Romney's hair. It's like, yeah, we're calling it for Obama. <laughs> <laughs> I've just dropped through a wormhole and come out into an awesome parallel dimension known as Russia. (laughs) The the parallel dimension known as Russia, where nobody has any rights and nobody gives a fuck. 
So yeah, um, if you want amazing election coverage, I would highly recommend Russia Today. Nice. The election coverage from a country with no elections. <laughs> yeah, because cause if it's not a massive part of your political system, it can probably seem pretty mental. The election trail and all of that stuff they do, they, they spend millions of dollars on. That's, yeah. that's pretty crazy in it's and of itself. Crazy. Yeah, and I guess, yeah, if you've never experienced that... It's going to be hard to cope. You're going to have to come up with strange coping mechanisms. Yeah. I'd love to see, like, an English ministerial election where, like, David Cameron goes on a rock and roll tour of England, like, <laughs> with with insane kind of hate-filled messages to, like, do you hate gays? We hate gays too. Vote David Cameron. And, yeah, just, like, punching tigers. And, yeah. Like, yeah. No, that would be good. Like, we, I think we should all borrow Russia's everything as far yeah. as it comes to elections. <laughs> not, not their, their, their media policy towards yeah. elections. Not, not their actual policy <laughs> towards politics. So we should stress that yeah. because, because yeah. I don't want to go to prison for singing a bad song in a church. <laughs> That's true. But <laughs> <laughs> like, to be fair, like, I, like. I mean, this is old news now, but that thing, they, they kind of feel that if someone had done that in Britain, they would have also probably gone to prison or something. I'm, I'm not convinced that they, they would go to prison. I think, like. They'd probably get community service, wouldn't Oh, yeah. They? But, yeah. but it wouldn't be, like, as ridiculous as it became yeah, in Russia. They, they, yeah, you wouldn't go to a gulag in Siberia. That's true. I think that the thing that shocked me about that is how seriously the government took it. Because. Because if that happened in England, people would just be like, it'd just be just a couple of dickheads asking about it in a church. Yeah. And that it, is how, that's how, that is probably how the head of police at Scotland Yard would describe it. Yeah. It would be like that. I can't remember who was it, that guy who kind of tried to climb the cenotaph during those protests. Yeah. 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 It's got yeah. a similar level of thing going on there where everyone was like, that's being a bit of a dickhead. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. The but I think they went to say something like, they'd, they'd actually like, like, look, we've all had a laugh, mate. But you've you've taken it too far. A bit too far. <laughs> a bit too far, mate. Just just come down. I mean, you you might go to prison for a bit, but you know we all know you've you've been a bit of a dick. Whereas, <laughs> like, didn't they go to prison for inciting religious hatred? Wasn't that the? Yeah, the, I think that was the deal there. Yeah, that's that's so, yeah. Crazy. Let's not borrow that from Russia. Just borrow yeah. their news. Yeah, let's borrow their news because you know it's news. it's all it's all filtered and processed in a way that makes it palatable anyway. So. Yeah. You might as well go the whole hog and have sexy ladies smashing things with hammers in stilettos. Yeah. Or Eamon Holmes smashing things with a hammer whilst wearing stilettos. stilettos yeah. That's that's fine by me as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean let's not let's not keep Eamon Holmes like bo- boxed up in this system he's in. Let's <laughs> let's give him high heels and a lump hammer. Just just see what he does. See what he does. <laughs> the day Eamon Holmes went crazy. <laughs> I'd watch that. Definitely. I would watch that. that. That would dramatically improve news coverage in this it country. Would. Sky News would never be the same again. <laughs> and not necessarily when he's an anchor man, just like everybody's talking and he's not on screen. And then in that office that they have shots off behind them while they're talking, you can just see Eamon Holmes naked just, just with a sledgehammer smash, smashing things up. Just smashing things up. Smashing news to bring you the truth. <laughs> Eamon Holmes. <laughs> um so yeah i mean that that was my that was my election experience um it was it was enjoyable 
Um, I think next time I will probably sleep. Good, probably a good idea. That's what probably I did. Sleep, yeah. I did something similarly um, American. Right, yeah. So I, I followed American politics. Did you take another part of American society? Yeah, there? I did. A part of a part of American society that is um that is unique, I feel, specifically to America. Yeah. I went to watch um WWE Monday Night Raw this week. So that I mean your girlfriend's a big uh, wrestling fan. Yes, she is. So, we've we've I mean, spoken about this briefly on the show before. And, so you, um, you two kind of like took a romantic trip to the wrestling. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't just us. It was it was less a romantic trip, more a fun thing to do because we yeah. we went with a couple of other mates and um, we went with Tricky, who's uh, who's a friend of the show and of ours. I don't really connect with wrestling the way that wrestling fans connect with wrestling. I think it's safe to say that I haven't really up to this point. I used to watch WCW when I was when I was but a wee lad. Yeah, like um, I, I never had like Sky or anything, and I think my parents would oppose that sort of stuff. I never watched wrestling. I just had to absorb it secondhand through yeah. wrestling magazines and wrestling toys. Yes, indeed. Because obviously, a lot of a lot of uh, sort of, I guess, tween boys that sort of yeah. age would get yeah. wrestling magazines because it had boobs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the divas yeah. turn up for the divas. We um, so we went to uh, we went to wrestling and. It was it was actually a really good laugh. They do. Um, I'm not sure how many they do a year in England, but they they always do at least one Monday Night Raw show, which is like their weekly, their main big weekly show. Yeah. Um, which which is on like stupid o'clock in the morning because it's it's done for American time, um, and they always do one of those at least once a year in England at yeah. Birmingham at what is now the LG Arena. I don't know what it used to be called, um, but. It was really, really, really good. I really enjoyed it. I think that we're now in an era of wrestling that uh, where everybody kind of accepts that it's fake. We've we've gone way past. We've gone like, way past that. A, the eighties era where like everybody did ridiculous things to stay in character. Um, I believe that smart marks, which are people who know things about wrestling, I've been taught this, refer to the current era as the PG era. Right. Uh, because, so yeah, it, it's like. It's knowing now. They, yeah, they and know it's not just knowing, it's just kind of... entertaining for kids now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's marketed quite closely to kids because one of the main contributors to um, WWE at this point is the toy company Mattel. Right, we well, see, that's the thing. I remember, like, back when I was a kid, like, I had a friend who had a wrestling ring and he had a... Uh, he had all the wrestlers for it. Yeah. I remember, um, the favourite was obviously Hulk Hogan. Uh, that was the thing. I had a Hulk Hogan. Nice. Remember that now. I didn't have any wrestling toys apart from I did have a Hulk Hogan. He yeah. could wind his arms up and then he'd do like a slam. Nice. He'd kind of like wind his back and then he'd slam stuff, which was but awesome. That's that's some pretty extreme engineering there. <laughs> and there was some, um, there, it was a really nice atmosphere, if I'm honest with you. So there's a wrestler character, whatever you want to call him, called uh, John Cena, who who splits the majority of wrestling fans. So a lot of people who used to be into wrestling back in the 90s and early 2000s really hate John Cena because he's he's essentially a symbol of what wrestling has become. Yeah. Um, which a lot of people aren't particularly happy with. Um, whereas pe- other people really like him because he because like the guy can work a room. There's some of these people are like you 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 expect some of these big massive dudes to just be stupid guys who pretend to fight with each other. Mm. But there is some proper charisma 
on that, like in that wrestling ring, you can see that like some of these people will start speaking and an entire like arena of people will go quiet. It's yeah. quite it's quite impressive. We had a massive Cena sucks sign because we made signs because yeah. you know you got you got to go all the way. Yeah, um, in the hope that you'll end up being on TV. Yeah, exactly. And um, there were some people next to us who were big fans of John Cena, and we were we we got on really well with them. Which is the first time that there was no air of like there was no air of awkwardness or kind of suppressed anger. Everybody kind of because everybody understands that they're essentially supporting characters in a pantomime. Yeah, everybody can kind of get on because everybody wins because it's a it's good laugh. Yeah, exactly. And that's nice. Was, I guess that is. I haven't. I never really considered that, but I guess it is more like going to see, like, like you say, like a pantomime yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. And there's a bunch of people suspending disbelief because that's the easiest way to have fun. But but because it was in England, there's still the uh, there's still that edge of English cynicism about it that I don't think a lot of these guys experience in um, yeah in America. Um, a lot of English football chants as well because because a lot of these are kind of dads bringing their sons. Yeah, um, the dads may have been into wrestling before, but also they've been to football. So so Uaya was was heard quite a bit. Yeah, in so reference. T- to people that the crowd didn't really like, I, I like that. It's like it's like some nice cultural exchange yeah. going on there. Van. It, it's nice. It's it a, was a genuinely quite like just really pleasant experience, and I was quite impressed. It's hands across the Atlantic. Really. It actually was though. Like <laughs> like I'm not being sarcastic. It was very <laughs> impressive. And there was a there's a heel wrestler who's kind of an up and comer. He's not massively popular. Let just, just I think we should reference because we're going to have people who don't know about wrestling. Like yeah. a heel is like the bad. He's like the villain. Yeah, he's the, the villain of the piece, and um, the face is the good guy. So there's a heel wrestler who goes by the name of Wade Barrett. Yeah, who, um, it's quite interesting the way that um, the way that America views the England and the UK because there are there are currently two major wrestlers um, in WWE who turn up quite often. One of them is called Sheamus. He is Irish. I, I kind of I clicked there. I think straight yeah. away. He's a he's a and he's not just Irish. He's a massive pale guy with ginger hair who speaks with a very pronounced Irish accent. Excellent. Um, and his nickname is the Great White because he's like he's so white you can almost see through him. <laughs> and and all of the like that you know they do the kind of the little asides where where you get to see people talking outside the ring yeah. after he was in a match that i'm not sure whether he, he won or lost because it was kind of forgettable the next <laughs> shot of him was just talking to somebody else and deciding to go down the pub nice so we're dealing with very simplistic racial stereotypes the, but i um, think i think an honest stereotype there <laughs> yeah 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 and um and the the English wrestler is a um, is a heel wrestler who goes by the name of Wade Barrett, mm. and everybody has little intro kind of stuff that plays on all the screens as they walk down the uh, the ramp to the ring, kind of showing their greatest moments in wrestling. People yeah. like flipping off the top of things and putting people through tables. Uh, Wade Barrett didn't have that. Wade Barrett just had him topless in jeans in what appeared to be a basement bar, kicking the shit out of people. <laughs> So the uh, so the Americans perceive English people as people who beat each other up in dingy basement bars. Again, a fairly accurate stereotype, yeah, I yeah. would say. And I'm watching this. I'm like, man, this is the only guy who appears to actually like like horrifically hurt people outside of the ring. 
And he had a fight with somebody called Br- Brodus Clay, who's also known as the Funkasaurus. Now he's um, I like that. Who, is, he, um, is he a black guy? No, he's not. He's not. Oh, right. He has two ladies who wear um, spangly cat suits called the Funkadactyls that come and dance around the ring as he walks down. <laughs> the Funkadactyls. Yeah. That's amazing. Because essentially, he used to be he used to be a um, a heel uh, wrestler called the Monster. Yeah, they they rebranded him as a face, and they had to make him more family friendly. So he went from being the Monster to the Funkasaurus. <laughs> that is kind of awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of it is kind of like lame, but in a in a way that yeah, it's right, kind that's of, the thing. It's lame, but in a funny way. It's a, a knowing lame. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's still some fragments of of like kind of lameness that takes itself quite seriously. Right, yeah. and and the English public pick on pick up on that so quickly. It's like <laughs> they're they're linked to a hive mind. So there's one guy. Um, in WWE Superstars, which is like the kind of the the B team, the uh, the the championship of um, of yeah. wrestling, essentially, and his name is um, is Tensai. Uh, he is a man who went to Japan and learned the ways of the sumo wrestlers, and is like a kind of a a kind of a faux Japanese wrestler, and he's covered in <laughs> Japanese tattoos. Um, yeah, he's. He's essentially Sounds potentially kind of, racist. Yeah, he's he's he kind of is. Um, he also like so this that's his gimmick. That's the thing that defines him as a wrestler. His gimmick. His gimmick is yellow face, basically. Is kind of saying. yes. So yeah. he's like a he's he like Steven Seagal. If Steven Seagal was a uh, was was lamer and a wrestler, so he was he was coming out to wrestle, and um, and he started wrestling. And the entire crowd started chanting Albert. Like the like the, the yeah. everybody in this room. I started chanting it as well because like everybody's doing it. I don't really understand, but it seems like the correct thing to do because you know packed mentality. Else, yeah, yeah. And that, so everybody's going Albert, Albert, Albert. I'm like, why is everybody chanting Albert? Nobody, none of the wrestlers are called Albert. There's no famous wrestlers at the moment called Albert. So I spoke to my girlfriend afterwards. Who was finding it very funny? It transpires that that Tensai, yeah. before they rebranded him, used to be called Albert. Right. So his old wrestling moniker was a guy called Albert, who used to pierce people after he beat them. That yeah. was his thing. He's like, "I'm going to pierce you because I beat you, and this is a symbol of of you losing." But they rebranded him as this like ridiculous kind of guy who went to Japan and learned to be a Japanese man, even though right. he's he's white. So. So everybody was just like, oh, this is stupid. This is a stupid wrestling character, and we shall ridicule him for him. So That's for good. 15 minutes during his wrestling, <laughs> like continuously, an entire arena of people screamed Albert at him. Um, how did our team do? Our team. So you're yeah. referring, of course, to, to Rhodes Scholars. I am referring to Rhodes Scholars. You see, I don't know any. I I know a vague amount about wrestling from what I picked up when I was about twelve. Yeah. Um. So before he went, Simon sent me a, a YouTube video of two gentlemen called the Rhodes Scholars. I believe was it your girlfriend said they were us. Basically. They are basically us if we're a tag team. They're a um. They're a they're a guy called Cody Rhodes who is who is a heel who is slightly up himself a little bit arrogant and and thinks slightly more of himself than than everybody else 
and uh, and a friend of his called mm. um, Damien Sandow, who um, has a full beard and kind of like like reasonably reasonably long hair, wears a smoking jacket to the ring, and one of his signature moves is called the elbow of disdain. Right. Um, I, I just want to say right now, um, I haven't shaved for a few weeks, so I do have a full beard, and um, I am wearing a black and white uh, dressing gown. Yeah. It's, yes, it's basically like a caricatured tag team wrestling version of us. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to be honest with you, uh, you you let us down. Oh, really? Yeah, my guy won. So there was there wasn't a straight tag team match. Essentially, right. we're locked in a uh, desperate battle with the current tag team champions, Team Hell No, which is made up of um, of Kane. The brother of the famous Undertaker. Oh, yeah, I remember Kane. Yeah, and um, and another guy who goes. What's the name of? What's the other name of um, Team Hell No, Nicole? Oh yeah, and another guy who goes by the name of Daniel Bryan. Can we is, keep that in the show? You just yeah, said your friend. That's good. Um, and Daniel Bryan, who is another kind of similarly, and they're kind of they're kind of fun. Whereas our guys are the heel team, so. So obviously you're the intellectual, so you are the natural enemy of the blue collar hero. Yeah, and and I'm a bit up myself and a bit of a pretty boy, according to according to the wrestling. Right. So my guy won very quickly, quite decisively. Um, um, good for you. And Damien Sandow, your guy, had to take on Kane, and um, he uh, yeah, it didn't go well for him. <sighs> Damn. So it's one apiece. Uh, but we are we we we've been taken on to a rather large heel team who will be going to Survivor Series. So I will have to keep you updated on the activities yeah. of of Team Team Broad Scholars slash Errand of Mercy. Yeah, pl- please keep us updated on that. I, I'm very I'm I'm now very involved in what happens to our wrestling counterparts. Yeah, it's uncanny. <laughs> if only we weren't such scrawny, scrawny podcasters, yeah. we might, we, we might, we might stand a chance. So yeah, we, that's... we might be famous wrestlers. Yeah, well, we kind of already are. We are kind of already. our gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was really really good. I I really enjoyed it, and everybody had a really good time, and there was no uh, there was no bad times. That's excellent. So, yeah. I I like. I mean, I like that. I, I I really like the sound of that cultural exchange. Yeah, there. I think that's so, nice. And I was I, I think it's nice to just talk about something that I really know very little about. There, wrestling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not because I'm going. Hey, G, have you heard of this really terrible thing yeah. that's happening? It's actually, hey, G, this is pretty good. You should, this is a, you this is a fun thing. Out. This is an yeah. enjoyable thing that happened. Yeah. Uh, can I talk about a terrible thing then? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's it's balance true. it out a bit. A few weeks ago, um, I remember we got into a brief discussion. You mentioned something about Tumblr, I believe. Do you remember yes. this? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and there was some, there was some kind of confusion between the two of us about what Tumblr was, what yeah, it be, what, what it became. What it's mainly used for. Yeah, because I don't think either of us went kind of go on Tumblr. We just no. sort of we we get it third hand. Um, yeah. So I decided to um, to look a bit more into into Tumblr and the sort of culture surrounding Tumblr. Oh, cool. Um, which is in my show notes as people on Tumblr think they are horses. <laughs> okay. Um, please elaborate upon right. this. We've mentioned the furries before on the show. Uh, yes. Def- which, oh, I see. But okay. this, is a, this is a different thing. Like furries dress up as animals for sexual arousal, right? Not That's necessarily like, for sexual arousal. But- but but, they're, but they're largely thing, for sexual arousal. Largely, their thing is like making animal costumes and dressing up as animal costumes yeah. for various forms of fun. Yeah. basically, um, this is a thing I've come across like 
in my intensive research of what's what's going on on the internet um it's a thing called other kin uh you mean but don't other kin think that they're dragons well kind of they they apparently well they they admit that they're humans but they think they should be another animal oh what yeah so they kind of They'll have this thing where they kind of they're just people on the on the internet. They're on their tumblers, yeah. Um, and they'll say, um, "I think I'm a dragon. I know because I can feel wings." Whoa, that's I not can... so. We're 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 in a different we're in a different level now. We're, okay. we're we're at a higher level of just crazy shit happening. We've here. gone we've gone from a strange but but reasonably acceptable alternate lifestyle as long as i'm not forced to watch to a full-on psychosis yeah i think people who are furries i mean i'm not i don't know too much about them but i know enough basically they they watch a disney film or something and they're aroused by the animals in it there have been arguments that 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 people have been watching things with anthropomorphic animals in them during the time during sort of hitting during their sexual awakening, if you will, and those two, those two things have become intertwined in their minds. The, these people just legitimately wake up one morning and it's like, "I'm a dog." Okay. I should be a dog, but unfortunately, I've accidentally been born a human. Accident? I accidentally a human? Yes. But um, and like, I found basically like. I found this amazing blog of somebody who essentially was one of these people, realised that she's gone insane and is now dedicating her life to convincing people that they're not actually animals. This is like, this is crazy. This it's is actually this is, crazy. This is Channel 4 dispatches grade yeah. investigative journalism you're doing here. And apparently this isn't like sort of a few guys. This is like a massive section of the Tumblr community. Okay. Really? Yeah. That's, that's that's news to me. Yeah, I can't, apparently, from what I've been kind of reading around, this is a lot of people. Yeah. And the thing they've kind of cooked onto, because, like, Tumblr was created, it was kind of a fairly inclusive place. Like, yeah. there was a thing, especially when it came to, like, people with sort of, um, kind of differing sexualities, so people who are kind of homosexual or people who were sort of transgendered. It's yeah. a very open and welcoming place you know that sort of thing which is a good thing but basically these people have said well you know you you you're 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 a woman in a man's body well i'm um i'm a i'm a unicorn in a man's body i'm a unicorn in a man's body it's valid yeah that's exactly as valid yeah so anyone says like if anyone says no dude you're not you're not like a you're not like a snake or something. They'll be yeah. like, "Oh, that's just that's just phobia. That is that's just yeah. that's as bad as racism." That yeah, is. yeah, yeah. And the uh, butt hurt commences. It is actually it's just so utterly crazy. Um, and it's and it's and it's basically like this, this whole this person's gone through this whole thing of just deconstructing. It's like like you, like you may have noticed all of these people are horses and stuff. No one is a dung beetle. <laughs> like nobody, nobody is a hagfish. Like you know, people who are transgender might think, find a thing where kind of like they're like I should be a woman or whatever, yeah. or I should be a man. Like, but um, but it's just because like they felt that all their lives. These people are like, man, my life's really boring. I'll be a horse today. <laughs> <laughs> that horse seems like it has a really fun life. Yeah, and I'm it's going to be a horse. 
and it's just like crazy. The, the, the best thing is this phantom limbs thing, which is just yeah. the craziest thing. They're apparently constantly talking about their phantom limbs. Like, their oh, phantom yeah. wings. Like, I, I, I caught my phantom tail in a door. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> like, I've yet to meet one of these people in real life. I kind of look forward to yeah. it. Yeah, I actually know a reasonably large number of furries. Yeah. Because you know, I go to I go to a lot of anime conventions, and yeah. there's a there's a reasonable amount of crossover there. And I've I've met a, a number of furries. I've never met a, a nasty furry. I think that there's there's a level of there's a level of kind of acceptance and and inc- inclusionalism that you have to take on to to exist in that environment that makes you a reasonably nice, easygoing person. Yeah. Uh, generally, the ones that I've met, they're they're all cool. I've never met somebody like this, but I guess you wouldn't. Would you? Would you wear it loud and proud? Well, apparently so. Like that's the thing. But like, as far as I can tell, they don't dress up as the animals. Like they don't dress okay. up as the animals because, as far as I can tell, they already are the animals. Yeah. So like, so 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 this is like. So we're dealing with hipster furries here, essentially. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. You guys, yeah. Yeah. You guys. You guys just dress up as animals. I actually am one. You I don't. You don't understand. Am. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're dressing up as like as as sort of a dog or something. I was a dog all my life. I was born a dog. I was a dog, I was before, a it was dog cool. before it was cool. <laughs> wow, wow. So yeah, like that's what my exploration of Tumblr brought me to. Like, there was a lot of other stuff I was kind of like thinking about talking about. Like, there's some stuff going on that's kind of like basically just sort of taking on ideas and just like taking them to, to the nth degree so that they no longer make sense or are just annoying. But then I came across this, and I was like, yeah. "This is a story that needs to be told." Yeah, this is a, go out and tell our story. <laughs> the story of the fact that I am a unicorn. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug this um, thing. It's it's a it's a it's a Tumblr sort of blo- I don't know Tumblr blog. It's a Tumblr thing. It's a, a Tumblr. Tumblr. I think it is just a Tumblr. Tumblr. Okay, and it's called Redemption of a Melted Snowflake. Like the person who does it is still she. As far as I know, she used to be one of these like other kid. Yeah. And it's now dedicating her life to explaining what's going on. Here. Okay. That's really interesting. Um, so it's me. really worth checking out. And basically people send her questions like, it's kind of like they, as, as I am, don't understand what the heck's going on. Here. Yeah. 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 From and both just, sides of the fence. I'm sure people don't know what's going time on. Just to explain what's happening. Yeah. But like the best, like the thing about this is that this woman's got an incredible amount of like hate mail. Yeah, of course. So basically, of course she has. The people she, the one, the, the people that she used to be basically think she's Hitler. <laughs> yeah well yeah yeah no because, it's, it's humphrey the, bogart isn't it you're a cunt you're a cultural whistleblower essentially. yeah exactly yeah wow uh, that's so yeah check we live out. in a crazy world we live in a crazy ass world Simon. speaking of speaking of plugging uh this is our this is our comedy podcast errand of mercy yeah please tell a friend um that's the best way to spread our show around we have a uh we have a facebook group that's uh slash errand of mercy or one Face, word. facebook.com slash yeah. errand of mercy and uh yeah we're, we're we're just two two dudes on a mission to yeah. to look at things and go what's going on there what's going on what's we're, going on? we're looking at things and going what's going on so you don't have to <laughs> yeah sometimes sometimes we go hey something kind of cool's going on like wrestling and other times we go that's not that cool what's going on there 
quite often that's just pop music, but it turns out that this week it's people who think they're animals. It's people who think they're animals this week. Um, There's something else that's happening that's kind of like probably should be a, should not be happening. Okay. Uh, do you want Manchester news? Oh, amazing. I used uh, to live there. You still live there. I still live here. This is this is local news to me. Um, this is a news story from Royton in Oldham. Trick-or-treat children given cocaine in Oldham. Um, d- <sighs> children- it was going to happen, wasn't it? It was obviously going to happen. <laughs> children were handed packets of cocaine instead of sweets on a Halloween trick-or-treating trip, Greater Manchester Police has said. Police were called after children found the Class A drug among bags of sweets after visiting Mendip Close Royton at uh, 7.50 GMT on Wednesday. Two snap bags of cocaine were recovered by police. A 33-year-old man from Royton has been charged with possession of Class A drugs and is due in court. So I'm I'm assuming that there's been some kind of a wacky drug dealing mix up that's happened here. I, that's what I like to think. Like they had a bunch of sweet. They had like one tin with all the sweets in, and another tin with all the drugs in. Yeah. It's like oh, we got to make sure they they don't get mixed up. It's like, but the tins look identical. This is like a. But this is the. This is too perfect, isn't it? Because it's like a Daily Mail. What if? Like, it is. If we legalize gay marriage, it will be cocaine in the trick or treat bags. <laughs> yeah it's like how how does that happen like there's always been stories about people putting stuff in trick-or-treat bags but yeah why would you give cocaine away it's that's, way my, too, that's like the, the issue the street value of cocaine is way too high to, like if you're going to get the kids on something you're going to be it's going to be maybe mdma at, at, at a push yeah. maybe <laughs> don't like i mean i guess like I guess it's charitable. Well, I guess it's charitable, but like, <laughs> flipping egg. It's a crazy ass thing to give away. Isn't yeah, it? man, the kids are like the the kids must have eaten so much sugar tonight. They are really buzzing. Like, That's it. Like, how, when did they? How long did it take them to find out? Like, because I mean, I don't know. But they're like, did the kids know it was coke? I don't. Well, well, it is Manchester. I, it is so in Oldham. It is in Oldham. So We're dealing with Oldham here. So maybe they did. Maybe the kids. Maybe the kids are like this isn't. This is Kane. Yeah, this, this is, is straight Kane. Yeah. Like, you know, they did that thing where like they do it like they putting they dip the finger and rubbed it on their guns. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's un, that's pure uncut Colombian marching power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like little Jimmy, little Jimmy, seven years old. Like, it's coca. This is pure coca. <laughs> I think it's Brazilian. This is this is this is straight ice. <laughs> but but little Jimmy talks like like a like a cop from the wire. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's that's crazy. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we're dealing with anything malicious here. I think there's been a wacky mix up at the I, drug I, dealing house. Yeah, I I'm I'm seeing a wacky comedy um kind of drug movie here, definitely. Yeah. 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 And yeah, then yeah. like and and I don't know, like maybe maybe um seth rogan and the other guy from pineapple express yeah to go on a wacky adventure to get the coke back from the kids yeah i mean invariably the guy who did this looked like seth rogan i don't think there's any doubt about that yeah like there's one thing we can be certain of in this story it's that the man who who accidentally gave cocaine to children looked like seth rogan i think we can all agree on that yeah it does sound like something that would happen in like the sequel to pineapple express like just an event that occurred (laughs) 
<laughs> it's awesome. It's um, it's it's why I love the city I live inside. <laughs> it's that magical combination of class A drugs and and critical negligence that yeah. makes Manchester magic. Good work. That's, that's Good work, the smoking of the city. I'm glad you remembered that, even so, though you haven't lived here for like a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I saw it on the sign on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> Good work. Good work, Good Manchester. Work. I'm Good impressed. Work, Manchester. Giving giving kids cocaine. It doesn't say how old the children are. I think I don't know. Like in my in my mind, they're definitely like eight year olds or something. Yeah, I'm thinking like really young. Like, yeah, like really. Yeah. It's, it was seven fifteen as well, was it? What time is it? Seven. Yeah, so it's, yeah. So it was, I can't remember closer thing. Like yeah, half, half past seven. Half past like seven. Yeah, it was we'll definitely say. like kids dressed as like a ghost and a Frankenstein and a Dracula. Yeah, um, going round houses. It's yeah, kind of like getting sweets and just and just cocaine. Yep. Nice work. Nice work, <laughs> Manchester. <laughs> so you know. If I if I find out any more of that story, I probably won't tell you because I'll have forgot. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We'll keep we'll keep quiet about. It. I think that's all we need to know. That's all we need to know. Um, I I have some stuff I'd like to talk about. We've got um another special edition of Creep or Creation this week. Oh, sweet. Yeah, um, I always so, like Creation. Last yeah. week's got a bit heavy. It did. Yeah, trickle tragedy slightly heavier than. So I think we were we were sailing dangerously close to the letters from the government waters there, weren't we? We were we were sailing dangerously close there. So um so what what have we got this week for creepy? So this week I've got the week off. I'm not at work, so I haven't really had much access to the metro or rush hour crush. What we usually base creep or creation on, uh, mm. where we take a number of creepy entries from Rush Hour Crush, which is a misconnections column in the metro and i make some of my own and uh, g has to guess which ones are real and which ones are fake this week as i went to um monday night raw we're going to have catchphrase or creation so what i have here is a a bit longer list yeah. i of, suppose they're shorter than yeah, usual. yeah. catchphrases and okay. uh, some of them are creations and it's and it's down to you G and the listener yeah. to tell which of these are actual wrestling catchphrases, yeah, and which of these are ones that I have made up. Now so, we have a, a combination of of different catchphrases from different eras of wrestling. We have some from the current PG era, yeah. some from the Attitude era, so that was the uh, the mid nineties to the mid two thousands, and some from the Golden Age, so the uh, the eighties Hulk Hogan's and the Macho Man's and so on. So it's so really based on my age. If I know ever, anything, it should be the Attitude Era. But you One know, would assume yes. I might fair. do a bit better with those. But like, I mean, it was a while ago. So yeah. So let's see how this goes. Okay. So our first, our first catchphrase it goes as follows: stealing the show and your girl. Stealing the show and your girl. Yep. <laughs> that. So I mean, this could be from perhaps sort of like i think a wrestler who's perhaps going for sort of like a lafario kind of um kind of his that's like his bag he's like sort yeah. of like a casanova style yeah wrestler. exactly i mean that sounds eminently plausible i'm kind of seeing a guy kind of going in as a wrestler kind of dressed up you know fluffy shirts kind of yeah. a puffy shirt kind of perhaps a rose between his mouth yeah i'm yeah. definitely saying that's real yeah that is the that's the catchphrase of dolph ziggler who is a current generation wrestler, and um, he's actually more of a kind of a, like a beach bro who would steal oh, your girl. Oh right, okay. So he's kind of kicking down your sandcastle. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and he, yeah, has, I get. 
bleach blonde hair. He's kind of like the current generation Ric Flair. Right. Okay. I, I get that. That, that's that's a, that, that. I think that was a, that was a safe starting ground. Yeah. I'm already gone up. So that's that's one to you. Hmm. Uh, our next one is uh, is this. I've got two words for you. Suck it. I've got two words for you. Suck it. Yes. I mean, it does sound plausible. But the thing is, it sounds plausible, but it's kind of, you can't, like, the, uh, the last one, I was able to construct an identity just from the catchphrase. Yeah. Which I think is important in a catchphrase. Um, yeah. And I think that just speaks, for, you know, of the of the you know the work that goes into wrestling this could be said by anyone i could say this and i'm not a wrestler exactly so i think i think this is too plain i don't think it's this too is plain space yeah that is the catchphrase of wrestling stable from the attitude era degeneration x oh so that is an actual uh, that is an actual catchphrase i suppose it does have attitude that's yes. what it does have just saying suck it yeah so yeah they they told people to suck their dicks that's essentially <laughs> what they did which i think is a ballsy move even for an attitude era wrestler yeah i mean when you're in wrestling which is already skirting quite a lot of lines yeah a lot of a lot of reasonably homosexual lines yeah. demanding that someone that another man fellates you in the <laughs> ring it's, it's a bold move yeah and the way that they indicate that you should suck their penis is they make an X symbol with their arms across their um, across their hips and they thrust towards nice, the X. Right, nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's quite impressive. Quite impressive, yeah. A, a sight to behold, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, give me another one. Take care. Spike your hair. Woo woo woo. You know it, bro. Take. <laughs> You see, I, I, straight away I'm constructing an identity from this and essentially it's the situation from um, Jersey Shore, <laughs> which sounds like an eminently plausible wrestler stick. <laughs> um, so I'm saying that's real. Yes, that is real. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. That's the catchphrase of Zack Ryder, who... Um, who is another? He is kind of Jersey Shore esque. He makes he likes to make videos, kind of YouTube style videos, with his dad in them. And nice. the running the running joke is that he's a current generation wrestler. The running joke is that his dad doesn't really like him or respect him that much. <laughs> he actually likes other wrestlers. So That's there good. are there are a number of things where he asks his dad who the best wrestler is. And it's not him. It's not him. And he's like, come on, Dad. And his dad's like, well, actually, technically, he's better than you. So <laughs> he's got way more moves. He's like, oh, come on, Dad. That's good. I, I mean, I like that. So basically, he's a wrestler who's like his joke. His, his job is to be the joke, the sort of yeah. loser. That's yeah. kind of good. I like that. Yeah. Next, we have uh, have this. So short and simple one. Mm. Word life. Word life? Yes. <sighs> Mm, you see, it could be like, but I see the thing I immediately thought was word life could be a, a wrestler whose stick was like being a poet or something like he's kind of like an intellectual fancy boy, essentially, yeah, basically. But like, I mean, I guess it could be an older one, but like, you know, you, we've spoken already about the fact that our wrestlers are the intellectual guy. Well, yeah. my is the so I already got one of those now. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say that's not real. I'm that is like, that uh, is in fact real. That was the old catchphrase of John Cena, who uh, um, right. who who we we mentioned earlier on. His current shtick is that he's an ex marine, which I believe he actually is. Right. Um, but when he first started, well, didn't, he, um, didn't he star in the film The Marine? Possibly. 
I think that's 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 I think that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. In fact, in fact, yeah, I know. I do remember the the poster for that. Yeah. So his current thing is that he's a he's like kind of a a good old American Marine who believes in kind of honor and valor and rising above hatred. So so um, his thing now is to be the character from the Marine. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He's okay. he's he's dining out on that. He's like a he's like a GI Joe Superman. Yeah. Um, but when he first started wrestling, he, he was. A muscular white rapper. Right. So it was like word. What was it? Word life. Word life. It means nothing. It's yeah, really stupid. That's, that's a really shit catchphrase. Yeah. So it's I'm, really I'm, shit. I'm glad he dropped that. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, and and obviously that that whole like John Cena is a is a rapper thing didn't really work out for him. So yeah. he he changed it, and uh, now he's very popular. Oh, good so, for him. Another one. Yep. Do it. Devon, get the tables. Devon, get the tables. Yeah. So, well, I mean, people in wrestling do hit each other with furniture. I remember. Yes, they do. They hit each other with chairs and stuff. Yeah. So it could be this is like a tag team thing. And one of them has a kind of a a sidekick called Devon, who he tells to get furniture so he can beat people with it. So I'm going to say this is real. See, uncannily, you are correct. Yes! That is the catchphrase of the wrestling stable, the Dudley Boys. So basically what we're saying here is that I should be like the commissioner of wrestling. Essentially, you're, you're worryingly good at constructing personas that are very accurate from that. Like, you're like a like forensic never, expert. For someone who never watches wrestling, I'm amazingly good at constructing wrestlers from the bare amount of detail. I think that it's, it's both a testament to your skill and the skill of the catchphrase writers of WWE. <laughs> is i've got to give my respect to them they're very good at creating catchphrases here that kind of they can't they they conjure up an image in the mind that's yeah. what they do so the dudley boys are kind of uh down south hicks who wear a lot of camouflage uh, i yeah. don't believe they're around anymore they're an attitude era wrestling um stable and they had a they had a, a finishing move called called the 3d where yeah. um where devon would get the tables he put a table yeah. in the middle of the ring and then um, him and one of his brothers would grab you and just dump you through the table. <laughs> That's good. I like that. <laughs> yep. Um, our next one. The next one. There's Let's only do two it. more. This is the, the, so this is the penultimate entry. I'm very entry. well at the moment, aren't yeah. I? I think I've only failed two of them, is it? Yeah, so you, you, you got the D-Generation X one and the John Cena one. You, you guessed incorrectly. Yeah, so I'm doing pretty well here. Pimping ain't easy. Well, that that's clearly not a wrestling catchphrase. The, the reason it's not a wrestling catchphrase is because it's Ice T's catchphrase. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a wrestling catchphrase. That is the catchphrase of the wrestler The Godfather. What? Yes. So he just stole the, the, the main lyric of the song, Pimping Ain't Easy. Yes. Yes, yes, he did. Well, suddenly my respect for the catchphrase writers of WWE has dropped dramatically. <laughs> I believe The Godfather is an older older generation wrestler. Um, yeah, there, some of these are lazy. That's that, quite a lazy that's catchphrase. A, that's a very lazy. Did he dress as a pimp? Yes. Oh, what a surprise. What a surprise. So that's lame. I'm glad I'm... 
I hope they fired the guy who came up with that catchphrase. I use yeah. "came up with" in the loosest sense possible. <laughs> the Godfather is a is a is a character character that that has um has since been retired from wrestling. So. Good, <laughs> but I guess that's because like pimps aren't really viewed with a huge amount of positivity these days for some reason. Well, it could be a bad guy. Well, yeah, they? I guess so. But yeah, ever since like post Taken, I don't think that pimps. A, a, can be like a, yeah, a even a, a heel thing, yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's the that's another one I got wrong. Yeah. Just how lame it was. Let's, yeah. have, let's have our final uh, catchphrase or creation here. So this is our final one. Yeah. I'm a limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, son of a gun. That's real. <laughs> and how do you know that? Because it's real, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> it's so real. <laughs> Do you know why it's Will G? I can't remember whose catchphrase it is. <laughs> well, I haven't actually read out part of the catchphrase. Let's hear the rest of it. Woo! <laughs> that is the, uh, the the catchphrase of Ric Flair. <laughs> Ric Flair's catchphrase. There we go. Um, which was, the, woo, uh, the woo reminded me that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I decided to leave the woo off because, like... I mean, I was confident, but I wasn't too confident. But once yeah. you said the woo, and yeah. a very good woo. Can you do the woo again, please, Simon? Woo! Nice. Thank you. <laughs> good, good. I, we should save that soundboard. <laughs> there, was a lot of, there was a lot of woos going on on Monday. I, I learned bet. from the professionals. It's like the Mexican wave of wrestling. It, it like, kind of travels around the arena. Excellent. Uh, so, so that was um so yeah, you you'll notice that I actually I told a lie. All of those all of were them, real. All of them yeah. were real. I did notice that I could have just said uh, catchphrase for everyone and yeah. all the fun. But I was being too clever. I was I was trying to highlight how ridiculous some of these catchphrases are. Yeah. But to be honest, apart from pimping out easy, you just highlighted how great they are. Yeah. So so good work, catchphrase writers of WWE for making such disassemblable and um, easy to remember catchphrases. Errand of Mercy wishes you well in all your future endeavours. So there you go. That may surprise you, but Errand of Mercy is um, is, is down with uh, with WWE. So down. <laughs> and um, obviously, we're going to have to keep you updated on the um, on, on the, the activity of, the Scholars, yeah. of our wrestling our wrestling tag team, the Rose the Road Scholars. I'm 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 very I'm very interested in how they do. I, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I had a lot of fun this week. Yeah. I think we had a lot of fun with elections. We had a lot yeah. of fun with wrestling. Yeah. Um, I think really we've got to thank our friends across the Atlantic this yeah. week for providing so, us so much entertaining. I think this is a this is a week where we can we can quite happily say that America has done well this week. You have done well. You've 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 you sometimes do things we're not too happy with. But yep. this week, America, you've given us wrestling and you've given us Barack Obama, and we we thank you for it. Thank you very much, America. Much like a person on a council estate in Manchester giving children cocaine, you're just giving freely of your heart in improving all of our lives. <laughs> because cocaine does nothing other than improve people's lives. Exactly. Don't quote us on that. Yeah, we don't endorse that message. All we're doing is we're building a case for Young Direction's lawyers at this point. <laughs> I can see the headlines coming up in the next week. Cocaine fans, errand of mercy, accuse innocent boy band of terrible oh. crimes. <laughs> 
We'll see you in court, everyone. <laughs> see you in court. Um, thank you for listening to our show. Uh, subscribe, tell a friend, like us on Facebook. It's all good. Thank you. Yes. Uh-huh. We love you. Good night. Good night. President, oh, I'm gonna vote black president. I'm gonna vote black president. I'm gonna vote.
vote black president. I'm gonna 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 vote black president. Everybody say yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now everybody say yeah. Say yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now everybody say yeah, yeah.